0: All right. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Learning Tech Talks, where we're exploring the landscape of learning technology while cutting through the fluff to get the questions answered you need answered to build out your digital ecosystem. Today, I'm joined with John Hudson and Tara Ellis from Luma One, and we're talking about the power of interactive video. And for those of you who are joining us live, be sure to give us a thumbs up, share, tag in somebody who's with us as we get going here. But before we get going, okay, we, we did... We've got to ask our question of the week <laughs> and, I, and I played an audible. I threw, I threw a curveball. I had a very kind of blah question, but, but I changed it up. And so I'm very interested to hear. I know what the answer won't be for, for Tara, but I don't know what the answer will be. So for this one, what fashion trend do you think needs to be brought back? So John, let's start with you. Cause, cause I know you were struggling with this one. So I, well, I know,
1: I know, I know, but, but I've been, I've been thinking about it and uh, I've got this great, flowered shirt okay and i haul it out once a year and wear it and people say you know are you wearing a tablecloth right but but uh, my flowered shirt I, I want that to be back in fashion that's okay. my uh, okay if it, if <laughs> a hawaiian if a flowered shirt i'm sorry is
0: it like a hawaiian flowered shirt no
1: no 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 very special flower shirt lots of you know like very floral and and uh, it may hmm. never have been in fashion that's the point
0: Okay, so t- <laughs> maybe it actually wasn't a fashion trend. We exactly, it maybe it wasn't. A fashion trend. I'm, I'm trying to
1: make it one, which won't happen, right? That's it, definitely
0: right? trying to make it one. Okay, well, let's see. Maybe, maybe if we, when we have you back, you can wear it, and we'll get a chance. I'll to do it. that definitely. Okay, there I we promise. go. We'll commit we'll to that. How about you, Tara?
2: um well I had to think about this i'm not sure if everyone remembers these but they were a hyper color outfit they um surf style it was almost a metallic and they changed color with your body temperature
0: oh my <laughs> word. The I only reason reason these, I really... you'd, you'd go like and it would change <laughs> Is <color>? that true
2: <laughs> yes and you'd. Oh have my to- gosh and maybe like blow on you. Oh, but it's entertaining, wow. I found, because certain things would heat up. Like if you were under pressure, you could see the the, the material <laughs> changing color. So, <laughs> so it's just an entertainment factor. I think they should bring it back. Okay. And maybe, you know, somebody wear it during an interview or something. There,
0: it's there, you know, a to Bring idea. back it's the normal corporate version of it. That'll be buttoned <laughs> So like your armpits change color from your, yeah, that's- I like it. Let's bring this back.
1: The moon shirts.
0: If anybody from the fashion industry is watching, you've heard the request now: flower tablecloth shirts, and the. I remember them though. You always did. You sat and you went like that to everybody. Your shirt. Unbelievable. Yeah. (laughs) I think you know one of the weirdest ones that I always liked. I liked. I had a bunch of those pants that zipped off, and they. I thought they were the greatest thing ever. (laughs) It was too hot. You just zipped off the legs, and that was it. You you didn't have to say shoot. I'm warm. Yeah. I need to go find a pair of shorts. He just said, bingo. I'm just gonna take the bottom of my pants off and t- I'm done.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's let's get to the actual learning technology portion of this. And for those, for those who haven't heard of Luma One, really the, the focus is on, on interactive video, and we'll dig into more what that is, but from both of you, one of the things I'd love to hear more is what what inspired you to bring Luma One to life? as you were looking at this and said, there, there's all these tools, there's all this tech out there, um, but what what really jumped out that you said we can do better or this is a gap that exists today?
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the things, and Terry and I've been together for a number of years working together, um, as have a bunch of us on, on the team. In, in the last decade, we built a learning content management system. and you know we're always trying to help people you know, bring content together and, and you know, create meaningful learning activities with it. One of the things that was missing from it was video, of course, um, you know, bandwidth constraints in the enterprise and just generally, you know, out there, it was difficult to run, run video through pipes. Okay. So four years ago, we started experimenting with video very actively. And obviously, you know, it's everywhere. It's on these things. We have it in our pocket. You know, we can shoot video, we can view video very easily. So that really became the core of what we wanted to do. We, we just loved the fact that we could simply bring both content and context together in one place, very, very simply, right? And then we added interactivity to that. So taking taking our experience, you know, over the over a bunch of years, actually being able to bring that interactive experience to to video made it that much more powerful. We all understand the value of interactivity. You know what what it does to help. Um, create memorability and, and uh, you know, help people gain knowledge. So bringing those two things together uh, has really been our our absolute focus and it's really created some meaningful results for a lot of businesses and organizations that we've been working with. Okay. All right. Tara.
2: Um, yeah, I think it's just that- been uh, focuses uh, making it simple. Okay. Uh, trying to find a, a way of, uh, making it easier for anyone to access uh, and share and capture knowledge, um, share your expertise with your peers. Um, so it's I think it's been close to 20 years, uh, you know, starting with LCMS and um, looking at how that can be modernized and uh, just to make it easy for everyone to access and share.
0: Okay. Well, there's two yeah. things based on what you said. I'd love to dig into you know the first one being. The the complexity sometimes that people don't understand with, with video, and and you talked about making sure. it simple. And I think there's two two sides to that. I think on the development side, as a as a creator, y- you look at a video, and go wow, you just put that together, and you don't realize all the elements that go into that. So I'd I'd love to first start with that. You know, you say making that easier. What what do you mean by that? Like, is is it a content development platform in addition to the deployment? T- tell me a little bit more about that.
1: I think I think there's 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 two things, and, and this is this this gets back to uh, you know some of the challenges that we all face in learning and development uh, skills. I think that's 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 it, right? So so one of the things that that we find challenging is that a lot of organizations don't have skills or have not yet really adapted to video as being a tool for communication. I mean, certainly you do see you do see it happening. Obviously, that's what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, but but generally, it's 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 not mainstream. So there's there's Fewer people doing it. I think you know the So if the ratio is kind of one nine um, ninety in terms of you know one percent produce, you know nine percent you know use and you know uh, then ninety percent view. That's changing quite a bit. Technology is getting simpler. And one of the things that we actively do as a business is we help people use video. So we've actually we've actually got a fairly big consulting part of our business, okay. which can help organizations set up for it. You know got everything it. from setting up a studio to you know helping and coaching executives and managers how to use video as a tool. That's important, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there's a real focus on the technical aspects as well. So, you know, if you'd use our web app on, on a phone, it just makes it super easy. So you pick up your phone, you log in, you take something, it's automatically loaded into, the, into the, um, our content repository, so you can use it and deploy it. Okay. So we're trying kind to of make it easy. Trying to take steps away. People aren't having to worry about basic things like transcoding or streaming. It's just yeah. all done for them. Okay. And then, looking at you know authoring as is is another example, it's just super simple. And Tara can show you some of that. But you, you can't get away from change. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, every part of the organization's got to got to get with adapting to the new realities. And and video is the is the real the, the mode of communication that you know, we like to use. It really is. And so we all have to get used to doing it and and learn how to do it. It's, it's actually quite simple.
0: Well, it's interesting you bring that up. And, and Tara, I'd love to get, you know, some additional insights from you. And, and if there is something you can show, I'd be happy to bring it into the feed on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as you talk about that video and needing to be able to adapt and, and upskill ourselves in many ways to it, because you're right, you, you don't see this as a mainstream, at least in many organizations, as a mainstream channel of, stuff. But it does. It's powerful. I mean, even even the people watching this or people I talk to all the time who maybe only know me through video, there's there's a connection that you can build by actually watching and seeing someone.
2: Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I I think that with video, you can capture things such as emotion and um, which really will have which resonates with people. So I think of I just I'm a hockey mom. So I had to take some (laughs) some training and it was super old, you know, old school CVD training and as I'm watching this I just was thinking of so many different ways that you could present this you know it's talking about parents and you're yelling at their kids on the screen well you know a video and you could show that emotion of how it impacts a child or you could simply you know take out your smartphone and ask a kid how do you feel when parents are yelling while you're playing hockey or whatever sport and listening to them. And that would just resonate. It would just have such a a bigger impact than me clicking through basic kind of PowerPoint style uh, uh, information. So, Yeah.
0: Well, and I'm curious. So you mentioned one of the things that you do with Luma One or can do is help people make this transition to do that and and actually support them through that. Because one of the things I've found uh, over, over the years is that getting people to create videos and be on video, that's a bit of a culture shift, right? Because it requires mm-hmm. people to be comfortable putting themselves out there a little more. And, and there's some resistance to that. And so getting that started, do you find that, you know, by by infusing Because in theory, and, and just as an example, in one org, right, we, we we've tried, we had tried to get people to contribute selfie videos of them doing things. And it didn't take off right away because people weren't comfortable with that. And what we mm-hmm. found was successful was by doing some of that initial work up front with leaders or people on that end that made people feel more comfortable that then allowed it to grow. Are you seeing similar trends with that?
1: Yeah, that, that, that's what it's all about. I think, I think we, we make a really um, significant effort up front. We spend a lot of time with customers, helping them you know, get into it, you know, shooting, shooting content, if, if that's something that we need to help them with as well. Uh, you know, we can facilitate that, but but that's a that's a big part of it. It's change, that's what it is, and it, it's always always important that it comes from the top down as well. That helps a lot. You know, in terms of in terms of uh, helping teams adopt and and start to use new technology. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: So the other one I wanted to well, so here's the other one, and then I'll then I'll dig into the the third. Is we talked about video, and one of the things we talked about before we came live is the reality that. In some cases, video can be very limiting to certain regions where high speed internet broadband is commonplace, and that 's not always a luxury everyone 's afforded. How are you and you can just reshare for everyone else are sure, yeah, yeah. tackling that
1: so so one of the interesting things obviously that that does come up i mean there's there 's a lot of lot of organizations that operate in remote parts of the world, you know military being one of course but but one of the things that we 've done. Uh, we've we've been working with a charity in Zimbabwe. It's uh, actually a medically focused charity, and you know the, the the bandwidth going into the rural area that we're working in is very very limited, okay. and, and of course the actual um, cell network the signals are very limited as well. You know there's a lot of congestion. Uh, so what we've actually done is is we're we're packing our product really into an appliance so it will run locally, so that rural area will have experiences that rival what we have right now, you know, okay. in New York or Montreal or London, right? So it's, it's uh, we're very excited about that. That's, that's, a, that's significant. So, so we, the we're learning a be. lot of, okay, it's, it's, it's a massive equalizer as well. Okay. If we're able to take our expertise and, and bring it to people that just have no access, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's helping doctors uh, mainly and also, uh, also patients that's that's an important part of it as well okay that's a, in fact one of one of the things we've done with it we do have a translation facility in our product so we support a local language called shauna so it's, it's one of 13 languages we support so it lets them seamlessly translate it into the into the native language for that area so
0: with the translation i'm, I'm going to jump on that one because that you was, was you
1: would <laughs> <laughs> you
0: say the word translation i'm like wait a minute yeah yeah, Tell yeah me about that because that is one of the challenges i have found <clears> with <throat> videos sometimes is that it can be difficult to or it adds another layer of complexity especially when you're dealing with it on a global scale so how how do you handle that one
1: yeah so so in the in the product itself there's there's uh, um, a lot of text-oriented content so for example you'll you'll augment it with you know um, words on the screen Uh, you'll augment it with questions these sorts of things so all of those things can be readily translated and if you have uh, a transcript attached to your video as well, that can be translated as well. Um, some of the things we're going to be doing in the future are automating transcripts. So, so then it starts to become kind of a, a full, full circle. And then the, 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 the uh, translation quality is excellent. You know, certainly it requires a read-through um, by someone local, but, it, but it's really, really seamless. You can go from English to French with probably about 90%, 98% accuracy um, right out of the gate. Um, or any of the other languages we support. So we do the major languages got 12 and it's, it's, uh, yeah, very effective. And it really creates this new level of agility. You know, you create things, create things once and you can use it in so many other places. Okay. Okay.
0: And it's with that you're, you're, you it's right within the tool then. Correct. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay.
1: It is. And it's dynamic as well. So it, it, uh, um, Tara might show you an example later, put you on the spot Tara. I'd it promised
0: love to, I'd love to just get a chance and I'm sure people watching would love to see some of these things we're talking about. Um, so, so Terry, you let me know when and I'll, and I'll pull it in.
2: Great. Yeah. Anytime.
0: Okay. <laughs> let me see here. So the, the stream I'm seeing it, there we go. Perfect. Let's take a look.
2: Great. So I'll log in here. I'm in our Luma One site. I have a, a number of different examples of content here. Uh, so did you want me to jump right into a translation or just show some examples of content to let's, start? Let's, I,
0: because we were on the topic of translation, I'd love to just see kind of what that looks like. And, and again, we'll, we'll thread the the system in and out as we have a discussion, but let's dive into that one.
2: Great. Okay, so I have a course here that I've published in English. So we'll just take a look at it. I've added. um, There's no narration or audio to this course, which lends itself nicely to translation because all of the text is on screen using our system.
1: Okay.
2: And see a few. I'll just pop through so you can see a few examples of text. And then what I will do is go to uh, translate the uh, translate the content. So I will search for my espresso video. Click on it and just decide which language. So let's change this to Spanish, for example, Uh, click translate. And then I will go into view all of my existing content and I will look at updated at. See, I don't speak Spanish, so um,
0: there you go
2: there we go there we are anybody
0: speaking spanish can tell us what it says
2: (laughs) (laughs) now this one i created as uh so here i did have a placeholder page there so it did not uh, do that for the placeholder but everything else is it was Uh, a graphic yeah it was a graphic okay um so here yeah you see the content is automatically translated
0: okay so from a scalability so i mean that's Pretty easy, quite frankly. But so the way this video is working, you're capturing this video, just I'm thinking operationally how this is happening. So you're capturing this video or or someone's capturing this video of the person doing whatever the activity is, and then you're layering in the text of what's happening. So instead of having you know narration of somebody sitting, talking through it and having to sit and re-record all of that, it's all being done through text so that it's quick and easy. Is that an accurate summary? Yep. Okay. And what are all these little things popping up? Because th- my next question was going to be the interactive piece. When you say interactive video, how, how are you defining that? And I'm guessing the little pop-up things that are happening is, is part of that
2: sure yes yeah. so i'll go back to it um i was in viewing as an author there at that point but it does bookmark and i'll remember where i left off in the video but as i click through just some examples of interactions so i have a basic piece of text with a continue button any text that you add you can also add actions and i'll i can show that as we uh look at the authoring side, um, but here in this example, we have um, a real-time poll, so okay. it's a, uh, I see the results of my peers uh, immediately, and I like this course because I, I love my caffeine. So that um, was Coffee, an
1: important part of our lives, yeah. <laughs> important.
2: Very, very important in this day and age. Um, so this is just an example of a hotspot. So it's asking me to click on the area of the screen. That's the tamper. So I'll click on an incorrect area here. You can have your customized feedback, custom look and feel, and I can click on the correct uh, area of the screen, which is the tamper. Okay. Um, drag and drop. Uh, so you can have um, drag into place. And I should know this by off by heart here. Um, you know how so to dry. drink
0: the coffee, but not necessarily make it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll not, allow, I will allow it. This is not going to be a barista.
1: Well, this is actually an onboarding video in our shop, right?
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as I kind of move through here, this video recreated it, It's its free flow. It's allowing me to jump around if I wish. Um, You can have your interactions pause on the screen so you can check and make sure that your people are actually watching your videos or not actually click and play and multitasking. Um, So click continue here. So this is just asking me to click uh, click on the correct button on the machine. So click on the power button. It turns the machine on great work Um, and something that I think is a really powerful feature is um, the ability to then ask your your learners or your viewers to share a video and record it and submit of themselves um, actually performing that task? Or you can use this feature to um, ask for testimonials after a course um, that they've taken. Um, share their experiences. Um, So just asking people to pick up their mobile and uh, and submit. You can also send this out and maybe collect information from your sneeze in an organization. Um, You know, has anybody had experience fixing this part of the production line? And send it out and you get those answers. And then that can become material that you can add a few interactions and uh, publish out to uh, your user group again.
0: Now, one of the things that threw me for a loop, and then I, I cognitively put it together, was when it asked, right, where do you push the button, and then it turned red. It threw me because I'm like, well, wait a minute, did you layer on a different? But it's a video. It's a video of it happening. You just happened to pause it before that light turned on, so that then when you yeah. did, okay. Got yeah.
2: It's a little authoring trip
0: tripping me out <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but there's a level of authenticity to that. I think that's what that tripped me a little bit was the fact that you know this isn't a picture of a machine. This is somebody actually doing it. I just okay, interesting. Um, so so one question I have, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it out and then we mm-hmm. can bring it back in in a minute. Is yeah. so with that, you know that's there's and this is one of the things I'm finding with the tech boom in our space is that sometimes for designers and developers it can feel like a little bit threatening like you know our world's changing when really it's not it's just changing the way that we're doing this because as i look at that you didn't just go shoot a video and then throw it in a platform and say hey there you go we'll see what happens i mean there was there was some thought behind what that was and design behind what are the stages right and that's is that part of the process as you work with people on this
2: uh, we do have. Uh, we actually work with them in many different ways. Okay. So we do have customers that have existing videos, and then they okay. bring them in, and we look at how we can add those interactions and and make it effective. Okay. So we do, and then we do have the the other um, side of things where we have a storyboard and we think about what interactions we're going to add before we create the video. So we we've kind of, we've worked on both sides of that. So okay. yeah,
1: and it, and it, it it's. It's also, you know, dependent on what you're trying to do. So for example, oftentimes we have customers that need to respond to something that's quite urgent. So they'll shoot a quick clip um, uh, that, that won't have as, that, that's obviously very intentional, but sometimes there's, you know, more elaborate productions where it may be branching and scenario based. So there's, there's kind of all different levels of, of uh, you know, how they'll approach it as well. Okay. Okay.
0: So a couple questions have come come back in. I knew the translation thing was going to get people all all fired up on that one. It, it always does. So for some of the video that, you know, may have text or somebody speaking, are you able to put subtitles in that as well? Is that something else that can be added?
1: Absolutely. So we we have full captioning in the in the product. Okay.
0: Okay. And then with this next one, it actually moves into the next space that, that I wanted to dig into a little bit is, so what we looked at was the actual author side of it, but it's not just a developer tool for creating this stuff. It's also where the end user can consume it, correct? It's, it's also the end user, Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so we have, just to talk about really quickly. So we've got a, a range of ways to deliver content. Okay. Certainly, certainly we have our knowledge portal, but also many of our customers connect to their LMS, okay. our CRM. So, so there's a lot of different things you can do and you can also embed content as well or use social channels. So, so there's a ton of ways you can actually leverage your content.
0: Okay. Cause that's what I was curious about is, is how are people then consuming? So you create it there, but then they're, how are they consuming it? And so you're, they may be using Luma One. You may be pushing it out to other channels.
1: Correct. Correct. Yeah, a lot of our customers they say you know they use a use a LMS, just using standard standard you know learning standards to uh, to drive the content.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then with that, you know, when you have these different language pieces, I, I'm just thinking operationally how you pull this together. Because going back to the language, if people have different languages, I know some of the platforms I've used, you know, you, you set your preferences and it knows what language you want. So then it's changing which one you're getting based on that. But if you're consuming that through that platform, then that's all being configured on that end. Or is it also, can you also do that in Luma One? So it's, it's a little bit aware of who you are.
1: Yes. Yeah, sure. I mean, so, so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Dutch, a Dutch speaker, it will deliver Dutch content to me. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, I think that, that, that answers that, the that.
0: question that came right, which is by, based on, yeah, who yeah. You are. it's recognizing you through SSO, something like that, single sign on that's recognizing yeah. who you are. And then you're, you're getting content based on your preference. If it's there. Got Correct.
1: it. Correct. Got it. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. So from a use case standpoint, I, I'd love to just hear what are some of the, where, where do you really see, because I can see overdoing video, you know, if, if you go too crazy with it. So what are some really practical use cases where maybe people start small instead of saying we're going to turn everything we have into video because that can be just overkill. So where are people starting or are you seeing trends and where people might be starting saying, hey, we want to do more video. We're not really sure where to start. What are some common things, you know, that people might sure. low hanging fruit?
1: Yes, that, that that's a great question. So we see a lot of different things, Tara. We we uh, um, you know so we see a lot of greenfield opportunities. So for example, uh, a couple of the sectors that we spend a lot of time in are healthcare and and manufacturing, and we actually see you know a, a lot of organizations uh, in those two areas that really aren't very digital at all. Okay. Certainly from a learning content perspective. So so really. Uh, what we do is we go in and and I, we think it's a really transformative experience you know going from something that's largely um, analog or paper based right so to something that's you know fully digital yeah. um so so some some amazing results and and it's a big cultural change as well yeah. so so that's that's a, you know it's it's a, it's challenging i'm not going to not going to uh, um, uh, not emphasize that but, but definitely starting small is a simple thing to do, and, and organizations oftentimes will do that. So they'll they'll take uh, an initiative, and they'll use our platform for that, and they'll they'll pipe it through their LMS, um, and slowly build more. So we, we see it all over the place, you know. And 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 uh, you know, video is video is certainly uh, the way a lot of people like to consume content. So there's obviously pressure to do it, but we we think we offer a fairly s- safe and simple um way to on board to it. So yeah.
0: Okay. Anything you add on that one, Tara? Anything specific you see out there?
2: Um, well, I I I've seen like we have gone into organizations and you know, we've taken our team and we helped them to get started. We've, you know, we've done all of that um uh front end work for them and we've helped per- produce a number of videos that are done professionally um, and then given them the skills just to, to capture as needed. So an example is a a manufacturing plant and we did a first few initial videos and they've gone in and um, have captured Gosh, a, a, a huge amount of uh, content since then, and they've really done um, exceptional work. Um, just capturing things such as uh, when something goes wrong on the production line. Yeah, um, yeah they'd they'd have you know pull out a, a, a device and capture it, and they add a few interactions, and it's there. So it's 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 interesting to see how people really do adopt. It's- you know, yeah, I mean, looking at,
0: looking at the example you, you shared, my my head's spinning around, right? That, I mean, that to me seems like just such a natural, natural use of this type of technology, of these like how-to, I mean, it's why, people, and I hate everybody, else, oh, the YouTube, right? But it, it's a good analogy here where it's like people are trying to figure out how do you do this thing? I just need to learn how to do this thing. And this is a very easy way to dynamically show how to do it in a way that you can capture some of that stuff and, and make it easier for people versus, you know, a tutorial. And I, and to me, that's, that's really falling into the more performance support mentality. than you know, we're trying to bring you up to speed and here's a three hour video on, on how to do this thing. Instead, it's more, no, here's a nugget on the example you used, how to make a, I'm not, I drink coffee, but I don't know how it's made <laughs> <laughs> or a fancy coffee drink. And it's just it's, it's my tutorial on it. Yep. Have you had any, somebody, somebody asked a question and I'm curious, and, and maybe you can't share who exactly, but have you had a really interesting example where you're like, wow, this is a really unique topic to go through this? Is there one that jumps to mind? I'm actually curious to whoever asked that one.
1: That's a great question
0: you think about it you think about it yeah, I do. If, if you, if sure. mind, let me know let me know on this um but as we go as we go through with this so we're talking about this we mentioned i think before we went live on this that video hasn't probably fully reached its apex in terms of being mainstream i think people are trying to get there or they may mentally be thinking we should be doing more with video, but we aren't there. What do you see as some of the detractors for organizations that you work with that that either prevents them from getting there or is holding them back from really being able to reach their full potential with this stuff?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it would be change. I think that's that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, if you look at if you look at the sorts of tools that are typically used in businesses now, um, you know, authoring tools being one example. Um, you know, they're they you know a lot of organizations are still using a lot of tools that were you know built early in the last decade and that's that that's a reality people know them they understand them um you know the audience is used to them that's yeah. th- that's just a reality I think, I think that's one thing so so ramping up and skilling i think is a big is a big issue and you know it's it's a it's a brave new world yeah you know there there are different things you need to do when you're making video versus what i would say is sort of you know sort of common e-learning so it's yeah. uh, it's a it's a different uh it's a different area for sure okay are you have any uh, any more color on that?
2: Um, I would say experience. I think um, there are organizations that maybe started down this route and they've had, you know, it, it, they if they've gone into huge productions and it's a high cost, high time, um, but it doesn't need to be. And I think that's where we, that's where we really want to um, have a huge impact is it doesn't need to be a huge project. It doesn't need to be a huge cost it can be easy and we're really trying to help organizations understand that and remove that fear uh, so yeah.
1: that's, a, that's a great example because oftentimes we'll do something once and then that, and that becomes kind of our view to the world right something i did 15 years ago right yeah I, I had
0: to do this one executive headshot video and i paid
1: a hundred thousand dollars for it right, never doing it again
0: dollars to do this thing and so video just isn't going to work for us because we don't have those kind of budgets
1: yeah, I mean, we, we did some work with a, a large training organization in, in New York, and, and we were converting classroom content to uh, interactive video. And we were ac- absolutely amazed at the results. I mean mean, it's worked out very, very well. And, you know, it, it uh, was actually massively cost effective from, from a production perspective. Uh, but the learners loved it. You know, the, the learning experience was excellent. Uh, the results they were attaining, you know, were incredible. Um, it's just a very good experience. So it it uh, again, as Tara pointed out, you know, costs are much lower than they've ever been uh, for even professional production. And again, you know, we all have a video camera. The quality here is phenomenal. Just yeah. with some some simple basic learnings, you can take great video. Okay. Okay. It.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's it is much more democratized, and I think you hit on two of the big things that I think I see. Are holding many organizations back from jumping into the digital age is, is it's based on assumptions of what it was like you know 15 20 years ago well you can't do that or it's too expensive and that's not the case anymore or just a misunderstanding of hey this this does require some reskilling of us as D professionals but again it doesn't mean our skills aren't relevant we just have to translate them into uh you know into a new thing so a question came came in from scott and you know, I know just from, from my interaction with you all and, and the platform, you do a lot of work with internal stuff and with customers, right? So there's customer and there's the internal. Do you see a difference in the way organizations are approaching how they're communicating with their internal staff? Or is there a difference in how you handle that on, a, on an external customer side versus an internal side?
2: I, well, I can I can jump in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was,
1: I was waiting for you to do that, Tara.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think um, it can be more relaxed when it's internal when it's content that you're sharing internal, and you can really personalize that experience as well. So you might have you have people in your organization they're they're bottling up that information. Yeah. Um, so you really need to make it simple and easy to extract that information from them. Um, you have people, we all have um, people in our, in, in every company, you know, that are an expert in a certain topic. So um, you can, you know, capture that, share it. And there's kind of that celebrity status. Like uh, Joe knows how to to fix uh, right. certain machinery. Let's capture him, share it. And I think that makes it more personal for people. They're, they're more um, engaged. They're more likely to watch it if they know that it's Joe doing a video and I'm going to share it. So um, it's more relaxed when it's internal, um, but um, you can also have that personalized content for your customers as well to really um, connect with your customers.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, and you would hit you would hit on that earlier with the the really bad hockey mom e learning before that lacks that connection. And I, I do feel like so often we overlook the emotional or the feeling side of this. Mm-hmm. I think so often we're we're stuck on. I, I've kind of got a. a methodology around know, do, feel, right? We, we get really focused on the, what do we want people to know? What do we want them to do? But we don't always take into account, how do we really want people to feel as a result of this? So there is that connection. And I think that's the the ability to reach customers and internal people probably have to do it a little bit differently. You can't be quite as off the cuff with your customers. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from a, from a, we talked about this upskilling thing. And so some questions are coming in about this, you know, when you work with people who maybe are used to using the traditional tools or that, or that's what they've been doing, or maybe they're just classroom, you know, they've been doing a lot of classroom stuff and haven't started even working in digital content. How, how easy do you find it working with people to then upskill them? And do you find adoption moves pretty quickly? Talk to me a little bit about that.
2: Um, From the adoption side, you know, I I think of probably the most challenging might be when you come into uh, some of our clients in manufacturing, they may not have any um, precedent for, um, learning within their organization. So you're going in and it's a lot of coaching that we might, uh, we, that we might offer upfront. Um, but, um, and then we have to, to really look at their, their users. Um, people are, um, everyone has a smartphone. They are on Facebook, uh, you know, TikTok and Snapchat, all of those, yeah. those different apps where they're capturing and sharing videos. So really trying to just make it easy, like at, they always have access to pop it into Luma One and it goes to someone and they can review it. So, and also taking away that fear. Okay. You may not think what you have, um, your knowledge is valuable to others, but actually it is. So bring it in and someone will validate that for you using our system and and share it. Um, so, uh, from a
0: workflow then just so I, I'm, is that, and again, there may be different ways you handle this, but from a workflow standpoint, I'm just kind of breaking this down. So from an upscale standpoint, it sounds like if you're working with your SMEs, it's, it's a relatively low upscale capacity, at least from a technology standpoint, because capturing video is pretty, pretty standard for people. They, mm-hmm. they know how to do it. They record their kids or themselves doing stuff normally. Uh, now they're just doing it through, through your app. Um, but yeah. with that, then there's the whole helping. You probably have to work with the SMEs, and I think this is just a natural part on how do you create an instructional video? Like, how do you actually articulate that? Then that's not a technology upskill. That's a that's a understanding how to do that. So from there, then that's pushing over to the curation team or the L&D team. And then, you know, are you finding that if they're used to maybe doing Typical video editing type stuff. It's a pretty easy jump for them to go. Oh, okay. This is how the tool works. I mean, I guess we got a little bit of a chance to see it. I guess we could maybe pull up the authoring side if, if that.
1: Sure. Let's
2: pull that sure, out. I can jump in. I will actually show you. Um, I'll click on a new video here. Let's let's load one in and add a few interactions. So it is quite easy. Um, it is. Uh, Uh, I think with our training in less than an hour, we could have people up and running and knowing how to create all of the different interactions types. So it is a rich authoring tool set as you can see up here, there's lots of different questions, interactions that we can add. We can add branching and have um, adaptive capabilities and prescriptive capabilities that you can build in, Um, but it is, is quite easy. So I've pulled in just a sample video here and I can stop at any point and let's add a few interactions. So I'll add, um, let's uh, look for a logo. I will add our Luma1 logo in here. So save it and you see it pops onto the screen, drag it into place. And then I can resize just by grabbing the corner here. And then if I want to double click, I can set the time. So this is a logo. I might want it to appear the entirety of the video. So just, You don't have to
0: sit and hit pause, play, pause, play to try and figure out exactly where it is. You actually can do that through there as well.
2: Yeah. So I have this pretty much uh, going through the entirety of the video, this logo here, and I can move around or press play and then pick a point where I might want to add a poll question. questions. So I'll add one in here. I know that we've been talking about uh, caffeine, so I'll use that as an example.
0: This microscope is inspecting this latte at a level. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we are really getting into the coffee. We are.
2: We're <laughs> analyzing it. Um, let me think. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm trying to think of different ones here. Mind, don't mind my spelling. Don't so worry. I'm creating a real-time poll, and I can click Save, Close, drag it into place. And um, maybe I want to add a piece of text near the end. So it's um, thank you for viewing my course. So you can set um, templates and um, you know defaults all up front so that it's easy for authors. It's you know I've created content. it all has a certain look and feel. it looks professional if it can match my corporate look and feel. Um, I can also add actions to almost all of my content here. So this is a plain piece of text I've added, but let's make this, I could jump it to another video. So so allowing
0: branching or you want to do actions associated with it, you can.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to have this actually exit the video at this point. So I'm not even going to go through the rest. Once they hit this mark, the video will exit. Okay. So I'm going to save it, and then here's where um, John had talked previously about uh, being able to share to almost uh, ten different uh, ways you can share this content. <laughs> okay. I will share it to our portal, to our onboarding. So click save, and then we can take a look at it.
0: Okay. So, so I was seeing the way you package it. You have op- you could you could package it as a SCORM package. You could push it out to social. Absolutely you so really it's flexible in terms of where it works okay so and then it's pausing and asking you to do this stuff
2: yeah so then my logo's on there the entirety of the screen and then it's sh- it's it will exit so
0: okay okay so and so in terms of the fact i'm just going to kind of jump in on this because mm-hmm. i've <laughs> i've been involved <laughs> in these workflows many times this, this typically is not an easy thing if you're just you know trying to get a SME to record something and then telling them hey can you put take that file off your phone dump it in a in a Dropbox folder and then we're going to try and get it and then we're going to bring it into our authoring tool and that I mean that can be sure overwhelming so i can see you know and i while i would say i'm relatively technical looking at that is something that even i would say a non-technical person could very comfortably comfortably do so i mean that's my opinion watching it so okay
1: yeah, well, I, mean, I think one of the one of the important things you you hit on too is you know if, if the SME picks up their phone, opens our web app, takes it through the web app, it, it's in that list of content that Tara showed you um, uh, automatically. So you just click on the video and you augment it with whatever interactivity you want to want to add, and then then distribute it. It's quite simple. Okay,
0: okay, and then you I think one of the big things with this whole approach is your leveraging your because one of the comments that came in is it can feel overwhelming for learning and development to create all that content to try and create all that content. And it's true. That's a mindset shift in saying you know what we as L&D don't need to create all the content. It's not our responsibility to create everything. Let's leverage the power of the people actually doing the work to create this stuff. And I think I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day and we were talking about learning in the flow of work and how often we create learning that has nothing to do with the work because we don't really know what the work is. And being able to capture that from people doing it is is a powerful piece. Yeah. Interesting. Um, any other, any other, oh, so, okay. So here's the other one I want to dig into because we're, we're getting close to time. And so I'm very curious, you talked about like the poll, it shows like, here's what your peers are, are doing that. Let's talk a little bit about the data or the analytics behind some of this? Because I know that's something on the site uh, that you talk about, You know, your ability to capture some of that. H- how is that working? Is that is that something that then there's an analytics side behind all this stuff where you can get the data on what people are doing or how they're performing with all this stuff? Talk to me about that.
1: Absolutely. So the, the, the application is actually really data rich. Um, so really you, you can capture as much or as little uh, about the user's journey as you'd like. You know okay. so it can be as simple as completing a video um, all the way down to item analysis, you know and understanding how people are answering questions both uh, individually and on aggregate. Um, so there's a, there's a tremendous amount there. and of course, it's things like you know geographic data, there's a just there's a lot there. So really, um, uh, it can be as much as you'd like, uh, or it can just be simple completions. It just depends on on what you're looking for and, and, uh, um, but it's all there. So we we've, we've, we've built this to be uh, data rich, and again, it's it's easy to you know uh, use our reports, but you can also attach any kind of BI tool to it, okay. uh, or business intelligence tool. Or every every report in the system has Excel export or okay. spreadsheet exports. So you're able to extract the spreadsheet and and uh, you know use the data any way you'd like.
0: Okay. Okay. So so with that, and, and maybe we can pull up the analytics side because I'd love to just see some of this stuff if, if we have that, Tara, um, so we can talk a little bit about it. Um, one, one common, I'm going to ask it just more as a confirmation. Now, if you're packaging that as a SCORM package and then plopping it in your LMS, you're going to lose a fair amount of that, correct? Because then once it's in the SCORM package, so- you're just getting the... Yes.
1: So one no. one thing to understand about the system too. So it's a, it's kind of a dynamic SCORM launch. Okay. So it's bi-directional. So the, the content still is streaming off Luma 1. Got so it. you actually you actually, you know, you're you're getting the data you you need in your LMS at once, but you're also getting the data uh, in our product. Got so, it. so so, so it is
0: bi-directional then.
1: It's bi-directional, yeah. So you, you know, the, the nice thing is that if, if if you want that deeper level of analysis, um, you can absolutely get it. Uh, within our within our product
0: so that's still tracking because that's an important thing and i see things like that before where there's really cool analytics and it has all this stuff and then you plop it into a scorm package and you lose all that because all you end up with is a they did it or they didn't do it but if it's bi-directional then that analytics is still going back to luma one and you can capture that if you need to okay absolutely Good clarification, because otherwise I would have said, okay, well that makes sense. All right, let me pull in. Let me pull in the, the analytics piece if we can go to it, because I'd love to see some of the reports or the dashboards that we can see about it. And obviously, right, it's it goes back to a lot of the design that you're putting into the video to be thinking through these things ahead of time so that you're doing it. But um, I'd love to see how it actually reports that out.
2: Great. So um, I'm sharing now just it's a dashboard view of um, top courses, top polling question, user activity, um, user activity by location. So this is just one of our our sites that we have here. And something that's nice um, that we go right down to the question level, um, and you can look at activity and how people answer certain questions, the number of attempts, and really drill down into, into those uh that uh into that question um one thing that i'd mention is is a nice example we had a client that had a finance course and publishing it out they were able to see and look at the results and people were struggling on a certain question and it was around uh reverse journal entries anybody in accounting and finance it's it's probably a second nature but um, this was a course that's uh, specific to managers non-financial managers and so the client was able to look at that and look at those results and then go back and add additional supporting material and you could okay. see the the stats going up on that question okay. as here
0: well that's i mean that's a good pragmatic example of what some of this question level type stuff can do for decision making, not only in, okay, now we know where real problems are because people aren't understanding this concept, but also from a content development standpoint to know where really should we be investing our time in developing additional resources.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think that that's an important point as well, Christopher, is that that even though it's video and, and we look at this as being kind of a, you know, kind of one piece of content, the, the, the tools that, that we certainly offer let you go back and, and you know, easily edit it as well. So it's not just editing the video itself, it's augmenting it with additional content. So, so the question that Tara brought up, um, closing, reversing journal entries, you can go back and you can add additional content, it might be something that you would take with a webcam or a voiceover directly in the platform, uh, just to, just to uh, add some clarification to it. So okay. there's, there's lots of opportunities to, uh, to tune content.
0: Well, and what I'm thinking as as I'm looking at this, some of where my head's at is I know that, you know, I was talking to Kevin Yates the other day and, you know, we were talking about measurement. And I think sometimes it feels overwhelming for L&D to, to jump into the measurement thing. But to me, this looks like a natural jumping off point to say, hey, we can at least start capturing some more fundamental data around, right, what are people doing? Where where are they struggling still? How are they performing in this This can lead right down from a maturity standpoint to a more robust, as you said. You can now put this to a business intelligence platform. You can, I'm guessing, push this out to an LRS, something like that, and then combine all this data with other data to get a bigger picture. But it's a good natural starting point for this versus feeling like you have to do everything all at once.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Okay.
0: And w- with this stuff, are, are any, again, interesting things that you've come around where people have really been able to pull some insights? Obviously, there was that finance question where they were able to detect, like, hey, th- this really was an area. Any other interesting insights you've had customers really be able to diagnose, whether regionally, whether content-wise, as a result of this?
2: Are you going, to::
1: <laughs> You're, you're, you're going to go.
2: Well, uh, just with our branching capability, it's interesting. Um, you could see where people's level of interest is. So um, we had an example where you were able to branch through um, different scenarios and really create your own path as, a, as an end user. So it was interesting from the um, administration side, you could, you could go in and see a report and see where people were actually interested. And there was, you know. Place a lot of people would go in the same place, they go to certain topics or videos, um, and then you could also see people searching on specific topics, so you okay. can really understand what people are interested in and then um, you know maybe build out more in that area. So, it that's just a, an example that kind of comes to mind, but it was around the branching and, and people creating their own journeys and then really understanding where they were going.
0: Okay, got it, got it. Um, shoot, I had another question I was going to ask you on this one. So, so from a content management standpoint, so we've talked a little bit about the analytics. We've talked about some of this interactive video stuff, um, from a content management, keeping all of that organized, you know, in, in, the early stages, I imagine it's, you know, you have a few videos, it's pretty easy, but as that library builds and you start to do that from a maintenance standpoint, how are people managing, you know, keeping content fresh, so it's not stagnant. They're they're filtering some of this stuff out, and also organized so that they don't just end up with this massive library of stuff that nobody really knows what to do with.
1: Sure. So 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 reuse is a big part of what we what we have. Maybe Terry, you could just show show a quick example yeah. of that.
2: Yep. I will. Uh, I can go back into that video that I just created. Uh, so I'll jump in here. And if I wanted to reuse an existing, uh, let's say, reuse an existing image, so just search for my list. I can also search by subject. So all of my content as an author, I can organize it into um, certain subjects, whether this this is an, kind of set up as an organizational okay. uh, structure. But well, can,
1: taxonomy. OK.
2: Yeah, taxonomy. Um, so, but I'll just leave it as an open search on images and I can look through my library of images here and just reuse something. So I'll bring so you in- you can have
0: your taxonomy, but if for some reason you, you can't find it using that because somebody put yeah. the wrong tag on it or something like that, you're still able to then pull up what's available.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. So okay. I'll bring in, bring in the <laughs> 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 image of the- uh, and uh, Steve Jobs bring this that in. The analogy
0: I- is getting really trippy right now <laughs> <laughs> we're, in the yeah. lab. we're looking at the coffee through a microscope Steve Jobs and and uh our team are, are coming in to, to help uh figure out how this is all going to work some venture capital investment
2: yeah <laughs> I won't be using this video after yeah
0: okay okay so so that's where you know Tara, at the beginning, you said you you had some background in in LCMS piece. Mm -hmm. You can see really the underpinnings of an LCMS behind this from a managing all of these raw materials that go into any of these videos you're creating. So instead of having shared drives or external hard drives, thumb drives, where all this stuff is sitting, it's not only solving the problem of creating this, but you're also solving that problem of managing all of the content that goes into it if i'm if i'm seeing it correctly
2: yeah and it can be as rigorous as you as you need so you can set it up to be you know have have your taxonomy and and have a practice where people are scoring things against that taxonomy but if you if you have users that don't use that you can still use the system um, it's it's not a requirement unless you want it to be okay um, so everything you add is is tagged as well so you search and reuse um, so you can have a resource library of things that you will use in multitude of videos, like logos and buttons and those sorts of things. Okay. So, yeah.
0: so the last question I have, and and then we're we're coming up on time, is I'm just from when you're seeing organizations that are that are leveraging this or tapping into this, are are you finding people are kind of sunsetting the way they've done things and completely moving over to this from a content standpoint are they using it as an augmentation you know how how are people leveraging that in that bigger ecosystem of content and resources that they're creating
1: it's, it's really a mix and match okay. you know, certain certainly you know video i think is in the forefront of many many people's minds these days and I think it's where we want to go, obviously. I think a, a lot of us, for sure. Um, so, again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of the times it starts with a few initiatives or an initiative. And, you know, w- w- with the idea that it will be mainstream. I think that's it. You know, and, and also companies are looking at ways to leverage enterprise video technology that, that may exist already in the organization. So it's something that we also work with. So we can, you know, sit on top of, of uh, you know, tools they may already have in, in-house. in So it. it it makes it simple for them, um, you know, to uh, to adjust to it. Yeah. Do I any more color on that?
2: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we do have clients that have a huge investment in what they've created in the past. Um, we can, we can, you know, be an extra piece to support that. We also have uh, the tools in, in, in one that help you, if you have, you know, PowerPoints, you can batch import them into the system and convert those into um, videos, add interactions, make them more engaging, more interesting and published. So um, we can support people that have that, um, um, a lot you know a huge investment in place that they they're looking to augment, or this can be you know a fresh start for someone and and they create everything they need in in luma one okay.
0: Well, yeah, and just having been all over the place in terms of, you know, different organizations from different sizes, everybody's in a different step in their journey. So some may be massive global organizations that have huge libraries of stuff that they're already using or ways of doing it. And I can see where that could feel overwhelming to say, oh, we can't we can't just move everything over all at once where it sounds like some of these other customers, maybe maybe somebody that doesn't have this stuff or is just starting to tread into this and, and saying, hey, we need, we need something that can help us. And that's where the, the fact that it has the workflow, it has the content management, it has the video capability, and the content development deployment, I mean, it really is a full suite if you chose to use it that way. And it sounds like not everybody is using it that way, but from a capability standpoint, you could. Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, you know we are we are right at the top of the hour, so I I just want to say this has been this has been fun. I know this has been a while in coming, uh, so I'm glad we had the chance to talk about about what it is and, and get a chance to see it uh, in more detail. Uh, you know, through and through. I know there are loads of questions that came through, and I think we had a chance to answer them all. But for those of you watching who who maybe had a question that didn't get Answered. Feel free to continue commenting, and and the team here will will continue looking at that and, and getting those questions answered. But I just want to say thanks so much for for being here for another another episode of this. It was great chatting with you. Any any final kind of comments, qu- things before we go?
1: I, I think definitely from from uh, our, our point of view, no, no question about it. If, if you're not using video, it's, it's a journey that should be started. It you know, and, and there are a lot of organizations out there to help you. There are, you know, certainly our company would do that, but there's agencies. It's not a scary step, really, you know, and and you can do it incrementally. It doesn't have to be big bang. It can be, you know, gradual. uh, And the results that you can achieve with it, I think, are really, really phenomenal. That's a
0: great, great kind of ending to that. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm trying to do through this show is help make this feel less scary. It doesn't need to be overwhelming and terrifying. And from what I saw today, there's certainly an opportunity to be able to step into this pretty easily to be quite honest with you so thanks thanks for sharing it
1: terrific thank you very much it's great all right well thanks for being here
0: john thanks for being here tara and uh, thanks everybody for watching have a great weekend
1: you too enjoy your weekends
0: bye-bye